Welcome to Be A Better Speaker with me, Graham David, expert speaker. And this podcast is for you if you want to be a better speaker, facilitator, presenter or trainer. It's full of practical tools, tips and techniques to help you be better. This podcast is sponsored by bluebeetle.co.uk and grahamdavid.co.uk. In this episode, I want to look at uh, something you need to say right at the start of your presentation. Now, I've covered this in other episodes. I've talked about uh, starting with a question, starting with some sort of activity, or starting with a story, a quote, something like that. So those, those are three strong ways to start your presentation. But sometimes it's important to begin with, or at least near the start, have what we might call a credibility statement. The problem is most people get credibility statements completely wrong. So um, if you're talking to an audience that knows you, if you are uh, speaking to an in-house event, um, it, it, it may not be appropriate. So, so this isn't a golden rule you have to do at the start of every possible event. Um, certainly the, the question, the story uh, or the activity are really good ways to start your 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 session, your your what you're going to be delivering, but um, the credibility statement is something you have to use depending on the audience. So, if you are pitching, you've not met these people before, you're going to go in. This is probably the one and only time you're going to see them, unless you win the work. Then a credibility pitch would be a useful idea. You might decide to do it if perhaps you feel that your audience isn't necessarily going to take you seriously. Now. Why might you feel that? So aside from whether it's true or not, why might you feel that? Well, you might feel uh, in terms of, of if there's an age gap, now let's say you look at your audience and you feel that you look or you sound or you, you literally are a lot younger than they are, that might be a situation where you decide you would like to put a credibility pitch in to show that actually we ought to be listening to you. Or it might be that your presentation of yourself is different from the norm in this particular environment. So the obvious example might be if you're looking to a room that looks very suited and booted and you're in your jeans, trainers, t-shirts, um, you might feel that a credibility pitch there is important. By the way, that works exactly the same the other way around. So if I'm talking to a room full of people who might be 20 or 30 years younger than me, I might be in a, a three-piece suit and thinking, yeah, I look like um, really out of touch and out of date here. So I might therefore want to put a credibility pitch at the beginning. Or another option you might want to use a credibility pitch is because your proposal, your idea is so novel, so groundbreaking, you need to win people over from that opening point. So th- there's no finite list of when you're going to need this or when you don't need this. I tend to fill this out at the start of a session and uh, then might drop in a credibility pitch, which is why, by the way, you want to have something ready so you can pull it out of the bag when you need to. You don't want to be fumbling for words when you're thinking about, what am I going to say? The other reason this is important is that most people massively overestimate, and this is going to sound like I'm taking the mickey, but they massively overestimate how interesting they are to their audience. You see, here's the thing. If you are famous for reasons of sport or music, a politician perhaps, if you have a profile and you're genuinely uh, famous or infamous, then your audience 
is probably fascinated in what you do. So you could be an Olympian. Your message about team performance could be, frankly, off the back of a cigarette packet. We, we don't really care because you're famous, so we're going to listen to you. Now, again, as I say, this sounds flippant. It, it sounds slightly cynical, but it is the way that crowd psychology works. For most of us, that's not the position we're in. So what a lot of people decide to do is they go into an introduction about who they are. So you've probably heard, you may have said yourself, something along the lines of, for those of you who don't know me, or a little bit about me before we get started, or let me introduce myself. Now this might come as a bit of a shock to you, but some people in your audience aren't interested. And in fact, the longer you go on about yourself, the more people won't be interested. If you put up a photo of your premises where you work or an organisational chart showing where you fit in it, if you witter on about the founders of the business, if you talk about all the areas or territories in which you operate, I'm really sorry to explain this to you so bluntly, but this is just not a thing that most people are interested in. Now, I'm not saying that those things are never of interest. Of course, sometimes people want to know who they're talking with. They want to know a bit more about the business. But we're in the business at the start of the presentation that you're giving of grabbing people's attention and forcing them to want to be compelled to listen, pay attention, to look, to really sense and feel what you're saying. And you can't do that if you're going to witter on about yourself. And the reason you can't is because it's not of that much interest to anyone except you, your friends, your family. And therefore, we're not going to do that. If we're going to have a credibility pitch, we're going to make this as brief and to the point as possible. So this is a little bit like the um, elevator pitch that I'm sure you've come across. The idea is, just in case you haven't, the idea is you step into a lift, an elevator, depending on where you are in the world, one of those little boxes that goes up and down very big buildings, and... As you punch the button to go to the 20th floor, you look to the side of you and there is a very wealthy, well-respected uh, person who could finance your business, if only they knew what your business was. So you say hello to them, they go, oh, hi, who are you? And the theory goes, you've got two sentences. Who are you and what is it you do? So traditionally, people talk about, well, this is my name, uh, this is what I do, and this proves what I've just told you, right? And the tweaking of this can take a really long time, which is why you want to rehearse it. You want to say what your name is. You want to say what the key services that you offer, or the thing you make, or the problem you solve, or the joy you bring, however you choose to word this. And then the other part of it is to explain a situation where you've done what you've just said you do. So... If your name is Fred and you paint buildings in the most incredible colours so that people can see them and feel joy whenever they see them coming around the corner and the last big um, commission you completed was the XYZ building just on so-and-so corner and everyone goes, oh, I know that building, my gosh, that is amazing. That would be a good, strong credibility pitch. You see, it took two sentences. 
your name, what you do, and an example that proves that you do what you said you just do. That's it. It needs no more than that. People overdo this. People put the slides up. They have to have a slide with their name on to accompany who they say they are. Now, you might have that if you can do it quickly and, and, and efficiently without having to faff around with a button or pressing the next button on the, on the laptop, ideally somebody pressing the button for you. Perhaps you could at this stage have your LinkedIn profile name come up or your Twitter handle or your Instagram handle or whatever it is that you're operating on in terms of social media. That would probably be a good thing to do because now if I'm interested at this stage, if I like the sound of you, I like the cut of your jib, there's a phrase, if I've already decided I want to connect to you, there right at the beginning is something I can click on. This means that some of your audience will be scrolling through whichever platform you've directed them to as you're speaking. And if you're okay with that, that's probably a good idea. Then you tell them the thing you do. And I said this is going to take you a little bit of tweaking to get it right. And there are all sorts of thoughts on this. Do you talk about the benefit you bring? Do you talk about the tangible output of what you do? Do you talk about the problem you solve? Well, I'm not going to get too too prescriptive on this because I think you're probably going to know about your industry the best way to word that. What's the thing you do? And you want that in a sentence. Really no more than a sentence. We don't want reams of examples. So well, what does my company, Blue Beetle, do? Well, we design and deliver training and we help with conferences. That's it. That's really easy. Now, if you're sufficiently interested, I'll talk about filmmaking and different course content, and I'll talk about consultancy, and I'll talk about working with small businesses. I'll talk about the podcast. I'll talk about our presence on LinkedIn, and then I'll talk about all sorts of examples. But that's only once we get to the point that you're interested and wanting to know more. Initially, you need to know that I design and deliver training and help with conferences. That's it. That's all you need to know. And then you need the second part, something that proves what I just said. So if I'm thinking in terms of be a better speaker, which is what this podcast is all about, I might talk about the several thousand people I've worked with in the hundreds of conferences over the last 10 years alone. I might reference all the places in the UK and Europe and East and West Coast America and countries in Africa and Indonesia I've spoken in. That could be relevant as a, as an example of a credibility build. I might mention, uh, mention the TED Talk that I've delivered. I might mention that I've been asked to speak in uh, different countries and I often get flown to places to, to make a case for something. But all of that really has got to be done in two sentences. Otherwise, it's just too much. And that's all I need you to do for this credibility pitch. And you have it so that if you decide to drop it in, hi, my name is, this is what I do, and this proves what I've just said... You've got it ready whenever you need it. Sometimes, particularly if it's an informal event or an informal presentation or there's somebody there who just feels this is okay for him to do, somebody might pitch up and go, tell us a bit about yourself, actually. I'd like to know who you are. Great, you've got two sentences. You've seen people be asked to introduce themselves and they go bright pink and they go flustered and they go, um, oh, what should I tell you? Um, you know that's rubbish. I mean, you know it, right? I'm not telling you anything that surprises you. It looks rubbish if you say, who are you, what do you do? And you can't tell me in those two sentences. So that credibility pitch is so important. You just get that nice and clear and tidy, and then you're ready to deliver it whatever you want. If you want the slide support, great. You might have a picture of you 
in, in my world on stage talking to TED Talk or in my world um, I, I might have a, a picture of 300 people all smiling and waving uh, at an event that I delivered recently who were very happy with what we were doing. That's it. What you don't want is three, four, five pictures that require you keep punching the button on the slides to keep showing extra things. We don't want a picture of you stood in your trunks with your kids. It's just, it's just too much, right? We don't need to know all those aspects of your life. They are all important. Of course they are, and they're all important to you, and they're all about you, and they're different sides of you. But at this point, we don't need to know any of it. We just need that credibility pitch. Right, final point. When you do the, and this is what I did to prove the thing I've just said I do, that's the second part of the sentence, you'll remember, I know, the tendency is to overplay this. So you think, well, I'll talk about that big deal I closed. I'll, oh, yeah, I'll talk about that audience I, I won over. Oh, and I'll drop in the, um, the programme that I launched. Oh, and it's probably worth mentioning my 15 years at so-and-so. Now, interesting thing, when you're planning all that out, let's be honest, it looks impressive. And when you read it in a profile, it is impressive. Heck, you've done really well. But that isn't how people's brains work, particularly for retention and recall right at the start. So if you put those three, four, five things about you, all of which are good, most people, when they attempt to recall what you told them at the start will average it all out and it will become a bit of a mishmash about stuff you've done. So what you want is the one big achievement. I'll say that again. You don't want to talk about two or three things you've done unless they all kind of link up. You ideally want one big solid wrap around the head, big statements. This is the thing that I achieved. That could be as simple as, um, you know, you, you help people with, well, I think of something a bit random here, you, you help people with streamlining their, their offices and lives. Brilliant. Okay. And uh, last year I, I launched a book that has since become a 15 times uh, New York Times bestseller and has sold 300,000 copies. Right. Now, I know that if I'm in the space for having my life and office streamlines, you're clearly somebody who has something to say about this. It doesn't matter what you're wearing, she's standing in front of me, uh, it doesn't matter what age you are, I can see, credibility-wise, that you know what you're talking about. If I bound on stage, as I um, want to do, and some people in the audience think, this guy doesn't seem like he can hold an audience's attention to me, why should I listen to him? Quite apart from the fact that as I'm speaking, I am working very hard to hold your attention right now. I might throw in that over the last 10 years alone, I have worked with thousands of delegates in hundreds of different venues all over Europe and the world. Again, that has that moment of, all oh, right, okay, so whether I like this guy or not at this stage, whether I think he might be too flippant, Perhaps there's something in what he's going to say. And let's go back just finally to show, I really didn't mean this as cynically as it might sound. Let's go back to that Olympian, right? So the Olympian walks on, you don't know who they are because you don't particularly follow sport, and they tell you that in the 2012 London Olympics they won this gold 
and they achieved this new world record and this new Olympic record, and it had never been done before. And the reason they did it was because of a new way that they built their team. Now, all of a sudden, regardless of what I may personally think about sport, I'm thinking now, oh, okay, this person has something new about teamwork that I should probably want to learn. So that's it. That's my suggestions for you, my ideas and proposals for how to have your credibility pitch right at the start. By the way, once you've got it sorted, you can drop it in wherever you need to. See, you might be halfway through a presentation and you've got a bit of a Q&A going on and people are talking and somebody goes, look, I'm not being rude, but how do you know that this works? What, what's the, is this just theory or have you proven this? You can then really politely and charmingly drop in the two parts of your credibility pitch. All oh, right, okay. Wow, you really have proven it. It's not just theory. So great thing to do. Have it ready. And um, that, I think, is all for this episode. I look forward to seeing your questions, comments, and observations. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Be A Better Speaker. If you'd like to help me to keep making these podcasts for you, please consider subscribing right now. Leave a rating or leave a couple of words of encouragement. Be great to hear your reviews. My name's Graham David, expert speaker, and this podcast is sponsored by bluebeetle.co.uk and grahamdavid.co.uk.